0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast,
1: where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap.
0: Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, was developed by Westone and published by Sega in North America in 1989, in Europe in 1989 also. Okay. And uh, at some point in Japan. I really couldn't find the date.
1: <laughs> it seems like it would be first, right? But-
0: yeah, I don't know. But Sega was strange that way sometimes.
1: Well, and the whole... Wonder Boy lineage is a very convoluted one, so it can be tough. Murky waters.
0: Very much so. Now, this game is a direct sequel to Wonder Boy in Monsterland. Yeah. And it was ported to the TurboGrafx-16 as Dragon's Curse, and then released in the United States under that same title. hmm Now, in Japan, it was released as Adventure Island. Right. Part right. of that series. Which makes it even worse, man. <laughs> with all of the Wonder Boy references removed. That's so weird. Then the game was ported to the Game Gear as Wonder Boy Dot Dot Dragon's Trap in the UK and Wonder Boy 2 Dragon no Wanna in Japan.
1: Uh-huh. Well, a rose by any other name would still smell as sweet, right? I guess so. <laughs> uh, because this game was
0: remade in 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by Lizard Culture as just Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap no numbers no nothing else right right and it is a reskin of the original with very minor changes it looks really cool like
1: the graphics look great
0: and you can switch back and forth between the new hand-drawn art and the original sprites that's cool yeah they kept in all of the mechanics and the feel of the game they just changed up a few smaller points uh like the charisma stones and things like that to make it a little Mm. more forgiving for modern gamers gotcha Well, Nick, what kind of game is Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, for Sega Master System?
1: Well, it is a 2D, uh, it's a side-scrolling action RPG, uh, semi-linear, you know, you get a little bit of play with that, you know? Definitely. Now, in this game, you can
0: jump, because you are the titular Wonder Boy. Yeah, Bakli Temjin himself is back. Yeah, we have uh, encountered him before, (laughs) Yeah, we played through the prequel to this game. Yes, yes. And in this one... Now, I said you can jump, but it's kind of hard to talk about the mechanics of the play control in this game because you are not playing just one version of your character.
1: No, that's kind of the, the draw of the game is that you will be changing forms into five animal forms uh, pretty shortly into the game. That You know, you'll be changing between and they all handle a little different.
0: Now, do you want to go through the play controls of each animal form now then? We'll talk about them and then we can move on to items and whatnot. Yeah, sure. And when you start the game, you are a human. Yeah, Hugh Man. A Hugh Man. uh, (laughs) And you are actually playing the end of the previous game.
1: Yeah, this is a a pretty cool uh, way to start,
0: you know. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. You know, mm -hmm. we do that in Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, and a few Mm -hmm. other games. Mm -hmm. But it's always nice to catch up with the story by playing a little bit of the last one.
1: Yeah, and of course, you're fully powered up. So it's really nice to just wade through these guys. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, in Hugh Man mode, you have, uh, you know, your normal jump. It is a little little wiggly and it is variable so the mm-hmm, longer you mm-hmm. hold the higher you jump you can turn around in that jump and then you also have a sword oh uh, yeah yeah and it's a nice true. overhead swing you get a little attack there but you're not in that form for long uh you are cursed by the dragon yeah you uh, of the game
1: yeah and then you be you are first changed into the lizard man form yeah which is uh all right i guess <laughs> yeah uh its jump seems to be
0: identical to the human
1: yeah it uh And it's the only animal form that can duck. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Because it can breathe a little, you shoot a little, instead of your sword now, you breathe a little gust of fire out and uh, you can, you know, crouch, you get two levels, two lanes of fire.
0: Yes. So when you are the lizard man, you no longer have a a weapon per se. Right. So like you said, it is a ranged attack and it does go all the way across the screen, does it not? I believe so. I, I remember using it at my leveling
1: spot and... That was one of the handy parts of it. All right, and uh, the uh, in addition, the lizard man also can walk in the lava without taking damage. So,
0: oh, I didn't know that.
1: There's not a lot of it in the game, so, but it can be useful in like one spot. Correct, if you don't have the right armor. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, after being a lizard man, you are transformed
1: into—is that the mouse man? Uh, yeah, that's usually the next one. Uh, it's a pretty cool little. You're a you're one. Uh, tile high you're a little you're much shorter now yes now he cannot duck because he doesn't need to no no and uh but his big deal is uh you can walk on uh special walls the mouse walls are checkered
0: yeah so he has that same jump and it's the same height i think as the other characters Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now in addition to that he can stick to a wall and to do that though I, i never really got the hang of what the pressing
1: was to do it really you just have to hold down the jump button and jump on the wall and then it's like you move your you can move around corners it took me a little bit to you know really get it down but Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty fun i kind of wish i could have done more of it actually agreed
0: you know you mainly use it in the desert area and in the pyramid now the mouse man he does have a different attack he now has a sword again
1: yeah um actually most of the other guys will have a sword the lizard man is the weird one out but yeah. the mouse man has the tiniest little sword
0: and it is a jab that he does with it yeah you
1: just have a little poke um, so you don't
0: really have a lot of um range and you don't have a swing so you really have to be very specific when you're attacking with him
1: yeah it's i would mostly like you just stand there and start attacking when you're like this guy's going to run into it or mm-hmm. you know you got to be careful uh especially well, with his little you know tiny sword yes
0: Now, with all of these characters, there is a movement situation that I think is just part of many Master System games, and that is they all have a bit of slidiness in their movement.
1: I, yeah, I wonder, I know it's definitely faithful to the previous game in the series, so I was like, well, you gotta get used to it a little, you know, everything feels a little slippy, your sword's a little laggy.
0: Right, so therefore, I really developed a method, especially starting with the mouse man, of jumping into creatures to attack them because i found that the timing of that was always controllable instead of sliding across the floor to stop
1: i agree the same uh i had a similar experience as well
0: now after you get to experience the fun of the mouse man for a while which we should also point out that he can go through smaller areas that aren't accessible by the other men right right you are upgraded to another form and that is
1: the fish man uh, yeah, or the Piranha Man. I'm but... sorry,
0: Piranha Man, which is a lot more uh badass than Fish Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and he's uh, you know, similar to human form. You got a sword and shield. You can attack with that. But mm-hmm. his obviously as a fish character, uh, his special thing is he can swim underwater better than uh, you know, the other people can kind of walk underwater, but they can't swim like he can.
0: No, they can only jump. But he has that full Mario-style swim almost.
1: Yeah, um, and while it feels like you move pretty quickly left and right, I was kind of disappointed. Like, you really got to jam on that. You press your jump button to swim underwater, and you really got to jam on it to gain any height. Like, Mm -hmm. it requires a lot of rapid pressing. I was kind of bitter about.
0: Now, the shields that these guys carry, they actually do block
1: projectiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's based on how strong the shield is. And certain shields like have right. different qualities against certain things. Uh, a lot of that with your equipment does. I, I didn't explore it 100%, but yeah, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but- and just
0: a few. But the other thing is, is that his sword is much larger than the Mouse Man's. Oh, yeah. But it is still that stabbing or motion, straightforward. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it's a little easier to hit things because it's bigger. But you still have that same kind of jump into people you know, yeah. mechanic that, that I used myself.
1: Yep, yep, same
0: here. Now, after you have explored and run around with that Piranha Man, you get upgraded to what many people think is the coolest looking of oh. the creatures, or creature men. Oh, yeah. And that is Lion
1: Man. Yeah, the Lion Man is uh, pretty sweet. He's, he's a little bigger, and uh, his big difference is that you get a big arc swing when you attack.
0: Yeah, which is really handy, because it allows you to hit... Enemies coming in from all angles mm-hmm. much easier. You really don't have to do that jumping into thing people anymore when you're him.
1: No, it's it's a lot of fun. And you can hit slightly above and below you as well, which in is a, swing.
0: a big factor when you will go to unlock new areas. Now his shield also can block things, but he doesn't have any special movement abilities like we've seen in the last one.
1: No, I mean really it's the being able to hit above and below you in combination with using certain weapons to break blocks. So yeah, that's his movement kind of pattern.
0: And then the
1: final form is one that I found
0: a little confusing, to be honest with you. <laughs> because what do they call it? The the hawk man. Correct. There is very little man in this hawk.
1: No, you just look like a hawk. <laughs> right. Every well, other
0: thing you've been has been a half man, half creature. I mean, you aren't carrying your sword and shield, so. But you're carrying them with wings. Yeah, not one... with hands. And you have
1: straight-up bird legs. Yeah, you definitely do. Those are not human legs <laughs> at all. No, it's a, Yeah, and the Hawkman is uh, similar to the Prana Man in that it can fly the same way he swims. Yes. Again, got to press that fly button a little more than I wish, you know? Like... Yeah,
0: it is kind of an awkward flight. It is very hard to fly and attack at the same time. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's very hard to, you know, choose the area you're going to attack. It's more just like... I'm going to fly up, and as I'm falling down, I will attack.
1: Yes, precisely, yeah. I was like, I'll kind of ram in on my way down and stab and hope it works out all right.
0: There was no precision in that at all. No, no. And his sword swing is back to Piranha Man's. Right. It is just a jab. It is no longer that arc, which was a little disappointing. I would have liked to have seen the arc plus the flight as your final
1: power-up. I know what you mean. Yeah, Hawkman is the last one, and you're kind of like, well, I mean, I can fly, but... And while flying is
0: awesome, it's mainly there to just get you to the last few secret areas. Yeah, it's true. And to get the unlockables there. All right. Up next, we're going to talk about the items of the game. And items are dropped by enemies when you defeat them. That's the only way to get them, I think, for the most part.
1: Yeah, Um. you can buy keys
0: some places. But... Oh, okay. That's. I lied then. Most items are dropped by enemies, but there are two or three select shops where you can buy some special items. Yeah. So, as you are exploring the world of Monsterland, which is a, you know, very poorly named land,
1: by the way. <laughs> well, you are, like, the only human, so... I guess you're right. You know, all the people... You know, like in the other one, where you're, like, these weird goblins. <laughs> like, now, isn't there some humans in the
0: town? Yeah, maybe. Like, that run one of the... Sh- like, the, the nurse? Isn't she a human?
1: I think you're right, yeah. I think the nurse is a human. So. The other one, you got the smoking pig guy. I, I like came. him a lot. Yeah, he's cool.
0: Now, as you are roaming around and killing creatures they will drop things as we said such as coins and when coins fall that can be anywhere between one and nineteen coins
1: yeah and uh, there's a little part of the uh, top right of the screen when you pick up some gold be it a coin or uh, a bag mm-hmm. um either one will it'll tell you how many you just got from that pickup which, which is
0: cool yeah very handy for when you like trying to figure out which enemies give you the most early, yeah, early yeah. on in the game these coins actually serve a purpose they are your currency. And you will be using them to buy new weapons and a few select items. Yep. Now, later in the game, if you're lucky, you will encounter creatures that drop money bags instead of coins. Yeah, and these are just worth more? Do they have a set range? Between 20 and 99 coins is what Mm. I read. Okay. It's a big spread. It is. You can also find hearts that are dropped by
1: the enemies. Yeah, you get uh, little ones that restore. Is it one full heart? Yes. Yeah, and then uh, there's also the large heart, which totally refills your life very
0: very handy now enemies will also very rarely drop a potion yeah every now and then you'll see those and those are amazing because you actually get to hold those in your inventory and you can hold up to three at a time yeah yeah
1: and they'll also refill automatically if you die oh really and but it will not fully restore your life it just gives you a portion if it automatically kicks in i I, I couldn't seem to figure out any rhyme or reason to the amount i was getting you know Mm -hmm. but i was like it's better than being dead so
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't use my potions a lot, to be honest with you, because for the second half of the game, which we'll get into later, I didn't have any potions. Oh, wow. So therefore, I mean, I had one for the final boss, but I never seemed to get any dropped. And I wasn't about to go all the way to the one shop that sells them. Yeah, Yeah, the one. Now, the last item that you will never find actually dropped from a creature, but you will find in chests is extremely important. And that is the heart container.
1: Yeah, these will uh, permanently increase your maximum life. You know, you start with one heart and you will find seven more throughout the adventure.
0: And you really need to because, again, this is the only way of increasing your health bar. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to those hearts increasing your life, another way of kind of leveling up is by finding these charm stones. And it's like a weird little, looks like a piece of amber. Yeah, yeah. That drops
1: from an enemy. Yeah, you get these little guys, and then, you know, they increase your charm score, which is used in the shops. Yeah, I thought it was charisma for the longest time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but in the, suitable. My biggest problem was that early on in the game, I did not really understand what these were for or how they worked.
1: You're right, it, it's a weird system, kind of.
0: And basically what it is, is you will collect these, and they will add points to your charm meter. Yeah. And you need a certain level of charm to be able to purchase certain items at shops
1: yep uh basically and you can also increase your charm by equipping certain armors and stuff and certain creatures or forms have better charm as well yeah um the the forms actually have slightly different like attack defense and charm stats mm-hmm. but uh they're not like super game breaking i don't know you know
0: i didn't notice a great deal of difference between them except for that charm one and i'm gonna tell you later on where i farmed for a great number of charm points <laughs> okay but they're really essential, and if you don't have all of that many early on, you're really blocked from getting a lot of the best armor in the first half of the game.
1: Yeah, and it's... Yeah, yeah. so that either means grinding for more charm points or just trying to do without.
0: Now, in addition to charm points being dropped, some enemies will drop keys. There are very few doors in this world that are locked, and to open them, you need a key.
1: Yeah, um, you can only hold one at a time. Yes. And uh, there are two types of doors that require keys, though. There's, like, the red ones... Which use the standard normal key that drops from an enemy. Yeah, um, the red ones, you'll have to use a key every time you go in there. But there are certain ones that are a green door with a lock, and those you just unlock it once, and yes. you don't have to do it every time. But
0: Correct, and that's usually, a you know to get you into
1: a new area of the of the world the keys are usually found by a, a particular enemy in a certain area you and they're know?
0: usually one screen away from the door you need to get in I yeah guess.
1: or or you know i would frequently would just be like right after i beat a level be like well i'll just hop back down there and pick up a key again <laughs> like right where it, it's oh, easy okay so
0: and then we're gonna get into the items that are dropped that are kind of like um offensive items we've got two that are normal and three that are magic
1: yeah you have arrows yeah, these are pretty cool. Um, all of these weapons—they're—the they're, manual calls them weapon items, but I always thought of them as magic. From you know, because some of these are Agreed. back from the, the previous game. Uh, the arrow just shoots an arrow straight up out of you. It's uh, pretty useful against certain enemies. Yeah, especially the cloud enemies. Yes.
0: And a few bosses. But all of these ones we're going to talk about here, when they are dropped and you pick it up, you are getting one piece of ammo to do this attack. Yeah. So you must, you know. You, you get three arrows, you only have three shots with that arrow, and then it's gone until you
1: find more. Yeah, and I mean, you have to press down and jump to shoot them. It's Which is super <laughs> awkward.
0: Very awkward. And, and there was many times that I would do something on accident. Yeah, yeah. So I always equipped the magic that I had the most of. Oh, right, yeah. And that so... way I was like, whatever, whatever I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, it's so weak, almost all the magics I used, I... I Never really use them outside of a few specific points in the game. And, and those were always the tornado.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, there are a couple of spots. I use a few, but not, I don't know. They weren't necessarily, I was just like, hey, I've got 20 thunders. I'm just going to blast through these or right, certain places. There
0: was never a boss that they seemed to be particularly uh, helpful at. Yeah, I never used really for bosses. They always do so little damage compared to the sword you have at the time. Yeah, yeah. Now, in addition to arrows, you will find boomerangs.
1: Now, this seems like the rarest one to me. I only ever got a few, like two or three at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and I actually just lied to you, because you actually get multiple throws with
0: one boomerang in your inventory. Oh, really? You get like three, I think. Oh, okay. And that takes off one. Oh. Huh. I, I did not... Like I said, I barely had any, so... I used it, because I love boomerangs, and uh, you can pick up items with it as well. Oh, sweet. But yeah, as you said, you only get a few
1: ever through the entire game, so yeah yeah i was i don't know i was saving it for something that never came i guess
0: <laughs> and that is so many of my playthroughs you know
1: <laughs> yeah and
0: the, the long history of an item hoarder yeah yeah next up is one that is definitely magic and that
1: is the fireball yeah this will shoot a uh a fireball uh straight ahead uh, it kind of zigzags up and down a little mm-hmm. um it's all right pretty common one uh i use it for a couple enemies that i thought it helped with but yeah like the the samurai dudes that retreat from you Mm. i was like you can peg them once and that'll like stun lock them for a second so you can run up and stab them before they get away okay that was the only time i really and and, you know sometimes where you're like i don't want to try to jump over this and there's just a stupid snake on the other side or something but but it doesn't go a full screen though it has a kind of a medium range
0: yeah yeah that's
1: why i use the next one the most and that is the tornado yeah, this was a favorite from the uh, previous game. Uh, shoots mm-hmm. a little tornado out that will bounce between some enemies. It can, you can get a couple hits out of it before it'll go away.
0: And I liked it because if you know some enemies are coming that are going to be a pain in the butt, you can drop a couple and yeah. keep running, and yeah. they will be moving in front of you to hit them before you get to them.
1: Yeah, it's and it's one of the few ways to attack below you. Yeah, and then the
0: final piece of
1: magic is the thunder magic. Yeah, thunder, uh just uh, it's your attacks everything on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. which is pretty useful at certain areas if you just want to clear it out or, you know, do some damage to something you can't, you know, reach right away.
0: Definitely, but it is pretty much useless against
1: bosses. Yeah, I didn't you, even You would know. <laughs> think, oh
0: maybe this will be a couple of good hits on it. It's like 1 point of damage per hit Man. on most bosses or somewhere close to that. It's just really useless. Yeah, they they want you to use that sword. They do and you really need to for almost all of them. Well, next up, let's take a quick stroll through the weapons, the armor, and the shields, and I don't want to get too crazy in depth on these, but I do think it's worth pointing out some of the differences between them. Sure. When you start the game, what are you holding? I don't remember. Well, after you become the Lizardman, you receive the Ivory Sword. Mm, Okay. That's your starter sword. Uh, Then we have the Mithril Sword, which is just a, you know, better sword. I could give you the cost and the... Yeah, well. magic points and all that but it's kind of useless in this medium sure sure the next sword you can get is the shogun blade and uh you must be a mouse man to get that one though so that is kind of interesting and while i'm not going to tell you the attack points of all these i will point out that you know the mithril sword is a 12 the shogun blade pops up to 35 so it's like a real big jump there
1: yeah yeah and i mean in certain swords and in- other things will perform better you can equip them with multiple forms and they'll do different effects so definitely cool. uh,
0: next up we have the lucky sword and i did not even realize what it did until I, after
1: i beat the game i um I got, I got this was one of the early ones and i used it a lot because i was like well when i use this everybody seems to be dropping gold bags so well, and charm stones. Like I got a lot of them out of that. So you I, you either have to be the Hawkman or the Piranha to get it, and it's sold in the
0: sewers. Yeah, but when equipped, any gold coins you receive from chest enemies or dragons turn into bags full of gold. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, and it also affects the chance
1: of getting charm stones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. It's. Uh. I, I. I was able to easily notice that on my own. So. I was, well,
0: I think in a combination of a future playthrough, if you have that and you go to my spot, you will be. Just drowning in them. No problems at all. I bet, yeah. Uh, the next special sword you get is the Thunder Saber. Yeah, and this uh, is an important one, too. Definitely. Now, you have to have the Dragon Mail or be the uh, lava-proof creature to get right, to it. Right, right. And uh, once you have this weapon, it does. it's nice because it just gives its effect to all of your other weapons. Oh, yeah? You don't need to switch oh. back to it i was always
1: switching back
0: (laughs) oh no i don't think so okay uh unless we're talking about the following one but yeah once you just have it in your inventory any of your other swords will then be able to smash the breakable blocks cool yeah that's awesome (laughs) uh now the only one it does not affect is the next sword the magical saber
1: right which uh you know the previous one there are certain destroyable blocks Mm -hmm. that lets you destroy and this lets you create them and very particular spots places where there is a star on the block yeah and in the, in the background kind of it's a weird
0: as nick knows this really confused me uh <laughs> yeah. i didn't have this sword and it's necessary to beat the game so i sent him a screenshot being like what am i doing here yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the final level you're mm-hmm. like oh man but you know i did find uh the magic saber and then when you use it you have to select it and then it will turn those star indents into breakable blocks that you can break yeah yeah it's cool now next up is a couple swords that don't have special powers per se on that level but are pretty cool you have the muramasa blade yeah yeah and you have to you have to be a mouse to get this one
1: yeah i think it's that one you know there's that store that's over in his area yes right away and then one
0: note is that if you are the lion man it actually uh is like three times stronger Oh, okay cool so instead of being 58 on a strength it's 160. nice so that's one of those things you mentioned where certain items do have special powers for the specific forms you're in right right next up we have the tasmanian sword
1: what a weird name well this uh this sword has a special power too i never used it but apparently if you jump and uh you press and hold uh, button one on controller two and button two on controller one When you land, you can transform anywhere. I saw that, and that just seemed like way more work than I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I I really couldn't come up with any spots where I felt like... There was a few where maybe would have shaved off like three minutes of travel time. Or, you know, maybe like at the end where I'm like, I'd rather be be the lion man fighting this guy than the hawk. You know, that's the only spot where I'm like, maybe I would want to do it because for the most part, the game wants you to be a... A shape when you do a certain level so yeah very much so but it's cool is there it is uh, next up we have the
0: crystal sword now it is also very very strong and uh, I think you have to be the mouse man to get it
1: yeah I this is uh this isn't that shop that's up in that tower yeah you, have to... you can see that shop right away but you're like I can't get up but there. you can't get in
0: there sadly and then the final is the legendary sword and the legendary uh set of equipment is what you start the game with yeah, yeah. That's what you're wearing as the human. Yes. And in turn, it is all hidden in that original castle that you can only reaccess once you have the bird ability and you can fly back to it. Now that's it for the swords. They're a little more interesting than everything, so we're probably gonna breeze through the armor real quick. Sure. And guess what? The armor is almost all named exactly like the swords. <laughs> right, right. You have the ivory armor. Uh you have the mithril armor, you have the shogun armor, the crystal armor none of these have any special powers they're just better armors than the last right right yeah and anytime you get a new armor or you change guys you really want to go through and swap around to see what your stats are going to be best as
1: yeah yeah play around man because you never know and some of them you know you'll be like i just want my charm points to be high enough while i'm in the store agreed and that's what i would do a lot actually
0: now one of those is the goblin mail i never got this one. Oh, i did And it's really interesting because with certain creatures, it's really good, and with others, it's awful. Okay. I felt like.
1: Okay. There is the Prince Armor. This one I remember. This was... Just armor? Yeah. And then uh, you have Hades Armor. Now, this one I used at the end because it has a glitch. where. Yeah,
0: you said something about it, but I didn't use the glitch.
1: Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. If you have... It has a special power anyways where it will... If you're wearing it and you die, it will go away and uh, you'll come back to life right but if uh and then you'll just automatically have the next armor in your list equipped okay so it'll you know and it's at the bottom right of your list so it'll bump you back over to the front end of your armor list but if you go to your screen to change your armor then that'll cancel this glitch but if you do that it'll just keep bringing you back to life Uh uh-huh if as long as you don't look at your armor it'll it'll keep doing that hades armor effect every time you die so it's like you're totally invincible oh cool and i i use that for the last level at the end when because i was like i'll see how this works like part of the best way to do it is don't don't equip this and die with the hades armor until you already have the legendary armor so that's what you'll bump since that's the first one on the list right it'll bump you to there and then you'll be like i have the best armor and I'm invincible although i will have to say
0: you probably didn't need to because that last level is really not much no not much at all it's more just dodging
1: I, anyway. well, i it was just the last boss was you know, I was like, I feel like I would have died at least a few times. Like Really? I man, I, I don't know, or maybe well, I just didn't care because <laughs> we'll get there.
0: Because we have one more armor to talk about, well, very briefly, and that's the legendary armor. Yeah, again. But it is interesting because you uh it's kind of hidden. It's in a door that isn't there. You just have to like know it's there, walk up to it and press up, and then you'll go
1: in oh, it. Oh up in the, the well or
0: it's in the it's in the mecha dragon's castle that you start right right
1: yeah is that okay and then because is it the armor or the shield that you find from beating an enemy in there i'm pretty sure that's the shield but you know what okay let's find out because we're going to talk about shields right now all right
0: Uh, of course you start out with the legendary shield then you get the ivory shield the mithril shield are these sounding familiar yet
1: yeah yeah i yeah i just always use the best shield i had Mm -hmm.
0: and you're right it was a that is the one that's dropped by an enemy okay uh which i was like yeah yeah i, I didn't I, realize that you couldn't <laughs> find it a chest so i was just like oh man i lucked out yeah yeah me too i was like awesome and uh then you have the shogun shield crystal shield Night shield the dancing shield yeah, I, I
1: remember that one it works really well for mouse man i think and then no I, one I'm else getting it i yeah. don't know maybe <laughs> the aqua shield which of course works best for yeah the piranha Aquaman. man oh the
0: piranha <laughs> man. and uh the master shield and then finally the Heavenly Shield. Yeah, I didn't get this one. Um Oh I did, and it was great. you your Birdman, I think it's better than
1: the yeah, legendary shield. Yeah, I think I, I read that and I was like, but I didn't have the money for it at the end and I was like, Well, we'll see if I can get through this with just the the other equipment. And I did. So
0: Congratulations. Whoopity doo. So you mentioned uh using your Hades trick to avoid death. Yes. But there are no lives in this game, so when you die, you are given a password. Yeah. Or you can get the password from someone in the town.
1: And it's a, uh, I got to give them credit for this. It's, you know, it's 14 character password and it's uh you know, you have your numbers and letters, but they took yeah. out all the similar ones. Like there's only a zero. There's no O. Yeah. Yeah. There's no S. There's a, you know, it so is not a bad password. That, that helps make it a little more easy to, rem- you know, write down and not mess up.
0: So, now, are you penalized
1: for dying and using a password? I'm not, I'm not sure. See, I did notice that I used the password a few times because... You know, sometimes you'll find these chests that just have, like, spells and gold and things in them. Yes. And and those, every time you use a password, those will all refill. Yeah. So you can go back and hit them up again. So, you know, one time I was like, I'm going to take advantage of that and go to these things. And then when I, I noticed when I restarted, it was like I had the same gold but my items were all, like, randomized. Like, I didn't have as many of my, like, fireballs and stuff, and I, I think I only had one medicine when I had three before. Well, so. that's
0: because I don't think the password has any way to keep track of the number of items you have Right. Yeah, over that's, that's weird... three or four. it's it, it just rounds you up to a certain number. And yeah, there's yeah. no more than one potion.
1: So it's a little it's a little strange there. So, but uh you know, it's nice to have it. So,
0: and there is a, as we'll talk about later, a really good password generator online where you can go through, oh, yeah. put in every item, everything like that, and then it will give you a password based on what criteria you've selected.
1: Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a ton of passwords. Like, there's the one where it's if you put in Tone, except you have a five instead of an S. Yeah, and then fill it out with zeros. You it like superpowers you you start off as a human but you're in the village and you have all the best equipment and like a hundred thousand gold and all this ridiculous stuff so but i don't know what the point would be but but hey eh, it's it's there there. if you want to beat up the game take it down well nick
0: this is a pretty old game it is for the sega master system you know it they weren't known for their um wonderful box art or their (laughs) graphic design So tell me, how did this manual turn out?
1: Um, It's a pretty good manual. Um, Really? Yep. Uh, It's uh, 21 pages. We're in uh, Sega land, so it's all blue and white. Blue and white, yeah, of course. But it's got a lot of screenshots and a lot of artwork, and it's pretty cartoony, uh, faithful to the spirit, I think, of the game. Yeah, the cover for the
0: box is very cartoony.
1: Yeah, and uh, he his face doesn't look as murderously creepy as in the previous game. Man, that was a creepy face. <laughs> kind of <laughs> forgotten till right now. But uh, yeah, so and you know you get a quick story. It's just you know you you know you beat the mecha dragon and are cursed, and you need to get the salamander cross to turn back into human form. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Uh, and it tells you that the vampire dragon has it. So oh
0: yeah, because you are fighting a series of dragons as your bosses in this game
1: yeah and uh, they're pretty hilarious um i I really like the boss designs in this (laughs) i agree entirely
0: now does it have an enemy section or boss section
1: um yeah both you get a over 30 enemy uh names and stuff all with the picture yeah with pictures oh uh, wow artwork as well and same thing for you know all the uh dragon uh bosses get a little spot there um i'm actually have to check this out then uh, yeah it's pretty cool it does a good job explaining everything you know um they go through all the shops, uh, the your different types of blocks. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they explain everything pretty well and give you some of the some tips. You know, at the at the end, you know, you know, what form would do best here, or what do you think you'd have to do? Although uh, and it does give you a good hint where it tells you that under where you find out about the heart containers. It's like look in the basement of the first town to find the first one. So
0: right, because they don't really hold your hand in that level at all. In
1: oh, fact, no. I was con- <laughs> I, I missed the first heart container. For longer than I should have. Yeah, well, it's um, it can be very daunting at the beginning because, you know, there's no townspeople or anything to tell you where to go. You just kind of have to explore. Start going indoors. Yep,
0: yep. Now, the passwords are a little long in this game, but as you said, they're not hard to decipher. Did they give you a place to write them down?
1: You know, I don't think they did. But there is a picture of a password in there that I also saw online that's a super password. If you look in the screen, Uh it's a little fuzzy, but there's a screenshot of a password Which, that was something, as a kid, I always would go through and be like, hmm. Like, this is this example password, where does it take me, you know? See where it didn't always work, but I guess in this case it would have, so. Awesome. But, yeah, and, uh, you know, so it's a pretty good book. Um, I'll sprinkle in some uh, enemy names as we come across them, although, to be honest, they're nothing too crazy. But that's, uh, that's all you get. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Wonder Boy 3... The Dragon's Trap. I I remember my friend owning this game, same friend who had the first one. Okay. And and I kind of remember playing it a little bit. But I I know we didn't beat it or get very far because I didn't remember almost anything from this game. So, and I don't know why because it was right up both our alleys, but I feel like ah, I'm trying to remember that year where I'm like, maybe we got like Crystallis or, or, I'm sorry, Crystallis or, you know, some other game just edged it out. I was going to say, was
0: was the Nintendo creeping in over the sega master system well for you
1: guys i had a nintendo and he had a sega master system and then right within a year or so he got a nintendo as well so i feel like it kind of got edged out but uh which is too bad because uh, i actually like this game oh agreed. now i
0: have zero uh experience with this and it's kind of going to be the same way we talk about every sega master system game unless it was like ported to something else i i only experienced uh the master system at my dad's friend's house. Right, right. And his children had it, and they could care less about it. And this was after I had my Nintendo, so I was always curious about it, and uh, they did have Shinobi, and right, right. I cannot remember what the other game was right now, but I played those every time I went there. Right on. Huh? Because, you know, any video games are better than no video <laughs> games. It's true. And uh, But sadly, that is my only experience with the Master System. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this
1: game? Um, I, I beat this game, and I played it over the course of about six different settings, I think. I would beat like a level, maybe do some backtracking, uh-huh. and then well, come back.
0: Well, my, my story is similar where I played it like around six or seven times, but I was not beating a level or anything in the beginning. <laughs> I spent a lot of the early part of my time playing this game just going around in circles, not knowing where to go or what to do, and getting a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, you, you told me about that, like... <laughs> Like an insane amount of money. I had played at least two hours before I think I had gotten to a boss. Nice. Because I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Where do I go? Yeah. And then I was like, maybe I should read, you know, like about what the mechanics are at this <laughs> game. Check it out a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although it was nice because that buffer zone really gave me uh, the the money to play with when I was able to get my charisma points up gotcha you know where i needed it to be but yeah i played it i think the same similar number of times and once i got the hang of it it was like one world a night i'd play for about an hour hour and a half maybe yeah
1: it's not not too
0: bad no and it was a blast i really enjoyed going through this game and i was looking forward to coming back to it each night nice well here we are once again in the general chat portion of our show and i'd like to start by saying could this have been the first Metroidvania? Uh, it's, I mean, it's good, man. It's up there. Um, I don't want to anger Jeremy Parish and the <laughs> Retronauts crew, but
1: I think this could be a contender there for the beginning Does of it predate Metroid. Even I'm not sure. Either way, uh, it's really good. Like it encapsulates a lot of encapsulates a lot of the uh, the core stuff. You know, the the core premise behind the genre, where you know you're going around. Uh, your different forms which give you different movement abilities to get to different spots you know yeah
0: you're upgrading your character you're upgrading your equipment and your new movements allow you to get to new areas of the map now it's not as sprawling and looping as many uh ones we play in the future right right. but i was really surprised that you had a central hub and you know you would unlock new spokes off of that and every once in a while go back to those those other worlds
1: yeah um the levels themselves you know like are pretty uh just like left and right going up you know like once you get into say the towers or the, the yeah. upside down ship where you're just sneaking your way left it and is right. a standard level so which... but they're they're fairly well designed for their time no well, yeah they're it's not bad um it's just a little like it's an area where i'm like man if only but I really like, uh, I think the game's got some pretty good uh, the graphics. You know, the, the backgrounds, eh, they're all right, But right. They're very simplistic. The sprites are good, especially the dragons. I really like the way all the different dragons... Uh, I really
0: like the sprites in this game. Um, they really get a rounded, cartoony look that's very hard to do at this fidelity.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, the designs themselves of the dragons are hilarious. You know, oh, you yeah. have, like, pirate dragon and mummy dragon. Well, and you, your character, looks really cool in every form, that you are. Yeah, I love, like, the the Piranha Man looks awesome. Mm-hmm. The You know, I like the Birdman even, like, everything. But um, I just wish that, like, there was a little more, you know, there's certain forms that even if I could change, I'm like, I don't, you know, swimming, yeah, I have to use them. But it right. just doesn't feel, you know, I feel like the play control is kind of the weaker weakness of it in a way.
0: Oh, definitely. I, I would say that's probably the low point of the game is, you know, you have that weird Sega mushiness for the Master System where everyone's sliding around. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And then that on top of the fact that you are switching your character and the way you attack, it
1: it takes a little bit of getting used to every time. Yeah, and I mean, I just... I w- you know, for the most part, the the animal forms are just... It's like gatekeeping. They're just keys. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I wish there were some areas that were a little designed more where you would use the, you know, like the, the crawling power of the the mouse. You know, mm-hmm. why why can't you have a vertical stage with that? Right. Or, I mean, again, this is not a complaint. It's just like... When you first hear it, you're like, oh, man, you get all these movement powers. And it's like, yeah, but... Yeah. But we are talking about the 8-bit era. Yes, it's a, it's an old game, so you can't complain too much.
0: And in that same vein, later in the game, there is a place where you can change between each of the animal forms at will. Yeah, yeah. And that's really awesome. I just wish that you had had that option earlier to switch between the earlier forms that you had gotten
1: available. Right. Yeah. And- I mean, and... You can kind of gripe about the game not telling you anywhere to go. I mean, I kind of like that in a way, but I'm also like, there's certain things where I'm just like, I don't know why you would think to go here. But, right. Or, you know. Some
0: of the secret doors, I think, are a little, you know, just ridiculous. Yeah. Because there's there is no way to know about it unless you are looking at a guide. yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Star Killer's maps online. Yeah, yeah true. true. Big ups true. to Star Killer, by the way. Um, you know, yeah, he helps. <laughs> I don't know who you are, man, but you have an endless supply of hand or paint drawn maps. That while I do prefer the uh, screenshotted maps, more power to you for spending the time.
1: Well, especially certain games like this where. You know, there's a lot of these sequences, like you'll go through, say, the jungle area with the mouse, mm-hmm. you get to the end, like, you don't walk back, there's these, you take a door to another room with a door that warps you. Right. There's a lot of, like, weird door moving that doesn't exactly feel totally natural, you know what I mean? Like Correct. um so that can be very confusing, and uh, maps will help with that. <laughs> oh, always. So, one of the things that uh,
0: really did stand out to me in this game is that they really took i think wonderful advantage
1: of the sound chip in oh, the yeah. master system i love the music like it, it really feels like faithful to the spirit of the first games mm-hmm. or, or the previous monster world game but like just more like they they really amped it up like you got the same kind of happy-go-lucky adventure vibe
0: yeah it's, it's great a little medievally yeah yeah but it definitely gets you in that mood like you want to explore yes and kill and the sound effects—they uh, don't stand out in my head as uh, anything amazing, but they weren't bad. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not a bad Genesis game where certain sound effects
1: just—I uh, get me. One day, maybe I will get you to play the first Fantasy Star. I believe it has the single worst sound effect in any video game ever.
0: I, you know, I've tried it on the Game Boy Advance. I have a cartridge that has all the first
1: three on there. Oh, they're good, but man, there's just this one that's like—I wish I—I'm going to get it one day and mouth. No. flick it upon you. I cannot wait. And then one thing I want to note
0: before we get any further into the actual meat of the game is that I did have a weird problem when we were playing it. Now, we both were playing an emulated version, which we make no bones about. You know, as time's gone on, my stance on emulation, cheat codes, and all that has evolved and changed greatly (laughs) over the years. And the way I look at it, and we've probably said this before, is I would rather be able to enjoy a game, try it out, and play through it than never experience it at all. So if that means emulating or cheating a little, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I have, um, you know, a couple hundred thousands hours of game I want to play and probably not (laughs) that many hours left to live. (laughs) So I'm going to do whatever I can to fit those in. Do it. Now, while I was playing, I ran across some sort of problem where I would come to a chest that was supposed to have a heart in it and it did not have a heart in it.
1: You, You Yeah, you texted me about this, and I was like, I have no idea. Like, I was actually really impressed that you got as far as you did with as few hearts as you had. Yeah, I got
0: very far into the game with only three hearts, and I was like, really? It wow. was getting really, really ridiculous though, because I couldn't get any further. Like, I just couldn't make it. That's so weird, man. Um, and I really couldn't figure out a, a solution, but luckily I did find that password generator. So I just went to my pause screen, looked at my available inventory, right, and put that in as a password. Even up your money, it will do. But the one problem was that it did not transfer over my potions or all of the collected uh, magic power-ups. Yeah, yeah. So then I just stopped
1: caring or using them. Yeah, I mean, those, they get thrown at you enough to where I'm like, I don't care. And then eventually I'll look and I'll be like, oh, I have 15 or 20 of these. So uh, maybe I'll use them now Just, just for fun.
0: But, you know, as you noted, as far as passwords go, it was a pretty painless one to put in. And I think that generator is a really cool way of maybe exploring this game in different ways and, you know, giving yourself a little boost if you want when you start out. Right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in part one of... Wonder Boy in Monsterland, The Dragon's Trap. This is just going to be a pretty lengthy discussion once we get into the worlds of this game and take it level by level. So yeah. we figured this would be a great point to cut it off. Cut it out. So if you haven't played this game yet, go find a copy, get it on anything. Yeah, Xbox, yeah, yeah get it. PS4, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, it's out there, our actual
1: current systems. Or the Sega Master System. Yep. Yeah. That is also a fine, fine system as well.
0: So next week's game will be part two of Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. So hopefully you will find a copy of this game and play along with us, friends.
1: Yeah, and uh, if anybody out there knows the mystery of Eric's missing hearts, uh, let us know at cartridgecommand@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and we will uh, get back to you about it on air. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Now, we, of course, can be found on Twitter at Cart Command, where we update whenever this show goes live. We are on Facebook at Cartridge Command, where we do the same, but people like to shout out and talk about, you know, some of their memories with the games they've played the past week or even weeks before. Yeah. And, of course, we must always thank those wonderful folks that give to us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. Wonderful, wonderful folks. Yes, thank you so much. It is they that make this show financially possible, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I've seen them break cinder
1: blocks with their foreheads.
0: It's pretty amazing. Thanks, Patreons. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! The, the problem for me was I didn't... Toodaloo.